Hello, Mississippi and abroad, and welcome to Justify Your Existence. I am Parrish Alford, the Ole Miss beat writer for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. I'm joined by Brad Henderson, color analyst for Ole Miss Baseball, for Ole Miss Baseball. Getting tongue-tied this morning. Brad, how are you? I'm good, Parrish. And yourself? Doing fine, man. I, I, we were talking a little bit off camera. It's been a while since you've uh, since you've been in the office. Uh, kind of long road trip, a delayed road trip. Everything pushed back a day, but a successful road trip for Ole Miss. Uh, we talked about the first two games, and they won against Texas. Uh, kind of solidified that number one ranking with a few more of the polls. Uh, big win over Arkansas State uh, last night. It's been a busy week. Yeah, it has been. I, I flew back in on Tuesday, and, and like you say, it was just good to get home, but what successful road trip, and I mean, what a great ballpark, great atmosphere. It, it was a heck of a time, for sure. Well, look, Brad, tell me about uh, about your paying job, your big paying job here with Alpha <laughs> Insurance. When, you, when you're gone this much, do things kind of pile up when you get back? Uh, I know you got to be flexible. I, I'm thankful that I'm flexible, that I have a job that allows me to be flexible to uh, to travel and take work with me. But uh, what's it like for you uh, when you go on a, a road trip like this with all with Ole Miss and then get back uh, to the office? Yeah, you know, you, you're just trying to tie up some loose ends once you get back. But I, obviously, I, I take my, my my work with me when I go. So, and you spend a lot of time in hotels, so you can you can knock out a lot of stuff there. And then obviously uh, I, I've got a great, great uh, customer service rep here. Uh, a girl that works for me here at the office that, that to be honest with you, most people would rather talk to than, than talk to me. So she gets a lot of stuff done for me while I'm gone, but uh, yeah, it kind of builds up and, and, but uh, we make it work. Yeah. It takes teamwork to get it done. doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. And, and, and Carla here at the office, she, she's, She's as good as they get. So everything stays pretty smooth, even though I'm gone. Uh, are things beginning to settle down a little bit from ice storm claims, or are you still hearing about those? Yeah, you know, Monday, uh, I, I called in Monday, and they were really busy with quite a few claims, and, and Tuesday wasn't so bad. So, yeah, I, I think our adjusters are getting out, taking care of business. So it's kind of slowed down from that aspect. But, you know, it, it helped when the weather warmed up so so quick and – and this ice got off everything, and, and now the adjusters and the claim side, I think, can, can get what they need to get done uh, for, for our customers. Well, tell people uh, how to reach you, how to find you, if they want to hear more about Alpha Insurance. Yeah, you can call me here at 662-236-1575. I'd love to speak with you. And I would like to throw this in, Parrish, just since this is our last time to meet in February. February is Life Insurance Month. And, uh, you know, just wanted to throw that out there to make sure everyone's got their lo loved ones protected. Uh, I mean, clearly uh, we write life insurance all year, but I just kind of wanted to make that emphasis with, with February starting to come to a close. Absolutely. Folks, we want to also thank the Oxford Park Commission for coming along for the ride here with Justify Your Existence and also uh, on Facebook and Ole Miss Discussion with Parrish Alford. Today's the last day, Brad, if you want to get over and sign up for flag football, man, the, the four on four. Uh, th this is the deadline. Have you put your team together? <laughs> I'm out on flag football, Parrish. I'm 100% I'm out. You know what, though? Uh, the way John Davis was describing this, though, man, it could be a lot of fun. It's pretty laid back. This is the four on four doesn't seem to be the uh, 
the ultra competitive flag football. I know, I know flag football, I, I've played it when sometimes they just disregard the flags. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't throw flags from officials. They don't grab flags. They're just a lot of tackling. Like they, you can get pretty physical. <laughs> but I, I don't think that's what this brand is with the four on four. Folks, you can find more information at OxfordParkCommission.com. Uh, OPC does a great job and we appreciate them. Uh, being a part of the program. Uh, Brad, let's talk baseball, man. Um, Texas, uh, the, the third game there in, in Arlington, uh, I just um, – I, I thought a great weekend for Ole Miss going out there would have been uh, two wins. Uh, and then to uh, set the table with those two wins in the first two games and and come back and, and just really, really uh, look dominant against Texas. Derek Diamond, man, what, uh, what did you see from him? He just – he just looked like he was in control for all of his six innings. Yeah, he, he was in total control. And I, I guess the thing that surprised me most was his velocity. Uh, first two or three innings, he was 95 to 96 with just pinpoint control. And he's just – we talked about this the other day. I, I don't know that we have a true ace. Um, you know, when, when you compare the three weekend guys, you, you could run any of them out there on, on a Friday – and uh, and in that bullpen, and we can talk more about the bullpen here in a little bit. But yeah, De Derek was phenomenal. Uh, I, I thought he, he he gave you got you to the middle of the game, uh, and and truly he truly dominated that that Texas lineup. Tell you what, you talk about no aces, Brad. Kind of going into this season, I kind of looked at uh, at Doug Nikhazy and Gunnar Hoagland as co aces, and. And uh, Derek Diamond is just a, a really good third guy. But man, I, I think uh, I think your uh, view of that is might be closer to the mark. Uh, looks like uh, just you know really great potential for all three. Nikhazy, a short start uh, against uh, TCU in that first game. Uh, what did you see that was keeping him from just kind of really getting on track? Well, it was, it was really uncharacteristic of Doug. You know, we, we've talked, and, and Coach Bianco's talked about his competitiveness, his bulldog. He comes right at you, and they're in the second inning. You know, he got in some trouble and then uh, kind of lost control. Walked three, three in a row, which allowed three runs to, to allow Texas Tech back in the game. We had a 4 nothing lead going into the bottom of the second. And, uh, you, you know, I guess you may chalk it up to a little – Little nervousness, and then and then you know as a as a pitcher, it's so mental, and then once it gets in your head, it's hard to bounce back. And I thought Coach Bianco it, it did a nice job of getting him out of the game, you know. And that had to be a tough decision because here's your here's your Friday night guy in the first game of the year, and you're going to pull him after an inning and two thirds, you know that 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 took some, you know, that was a tough decision because here's your bulldog, here's your go-to guy. I got to take him out of the game, and I I thought it was a good move at that point. Well, we've talked with Doug about sometimes when you live with the breaking ball, you, you really gotta you really gotta be accurate, and uh, those strike zones fluctuate with uh, with with umpires behind the plate. You can have a big zone or, or a tighter zone, and you know sometimes he, he dealt with that a little bit last year. It really, you really have to command that that breaking ball. Doesn't sound like he was doing that that much in that start. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. And he wasn't getting ahead of batters. And once he fell behind, then he, it was almost like he started to kind of pick, you know, instead of just trusting his stuff and, and knowing he's good at what he does. But again, he got in trouble and he got pulled. And, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Coach Bianco after the game and, and he said, 
All right, Doug's got his bad one out of the way. Now, now let's roll on. So I expect a lot better Doug Nikhazy tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do too. And, and, and we look forward to seeing him uh, Friday, weather permitting. Looks like a lot of rain in the forecast this weekend, Brad. And as I, as I watch it come through, lots of times you'll see, oh, they're just going to play two on Saturday or something like that. There's no good day in the forecast. You can't just push everything to Sunday. There's a noon start, but then Sunday's the getaway day. And, you know, I don't know what kind of uh, of travel uh, considerations UCF will have, but a lot of rain in the forecast this weekend. So we'll, uh, we'll watch that. Could be a, could move the schedule around a little bit, a little bit, but uh, Doug will start that, uh, that Friday game at uh, four o'clock. Arkansas State last night, uh, and you mentioned the bullpen. Uh, 14 innings, just one run allowed against a, a pretty stout uh, lineup there in Arlington in those three games. Uh, certainly Taylor Broadway out of the bullpen was a big reason that Ole Miss was able to win after Nikhazy uh, on uh, uh, Saturday against TCU. But I'll tell you, Drew McDaniel got an inning in out there, got hit a little bit, didn't give up a run, but uh, I think two hits and a walk uh, in his inning of work. Uh, in Texas. I thought he looked really good against Arkansas State uh, Wednesday night. Perfect for three innings and then gave up the home run. It looked like he lost a little bit of composure after giving up the home run, but the, look, the two hits and four and a third, uh, just I thought a pretty good outing. Uh, what did you think of uh, Drew McDaniel? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Parrish. I, I thought he was in complete control. And then he gives up a home run, and, and it, sh it shook him up just a little bit. But I thought the fastball was good, and I thought his breaking ball was really, really good. And you got to remember that that's his first start as, as a college pitcher. And, uh, you know, in very limited action last year, saw some relief. So, you know, there's still some nerves there. You know, we're, we're at our home opener, number one team in the country. So automatically you got a bullseye on your back. And I, I thought he went out there and performed as well as he could. And, and in the post game, he was, he was really upbeat. And uh, I, I kind of asked him what he thought his role would be. And it, it's been exactly what he thought, you know, he's probably going to pitch some on the weekends, but uh, would really like to get in there and, and be that, that midweek guy. And, you know, this is a guy, Brad, who was very highly recruited, you know, out of Lafayette, Louisiana, I think perfect game had him the number one Oh six guy overall, the number one pitcher in Louisiana so right. very, very highly recruited. And again, and I think we're going to find that we're going to repeat this throughout this season. Not a lot of opportunities last year. Season cut short. I think he only pitched in three games last year, uh, right. if I'm not mistaken. That's right. And uh, and so, yeah, I mean, he got through his inning out there in Texas. And there may be, there may be a role for him on the weekends. But, um, you know, it's important to have – a guy you can trust to run out there in the midweeks too. Now you expect to win against Arkansas State. You you do, but there there are going to be some uh, very some difficult midweek games. And uh, it was good to see uh, Drew pitch well last night, knowing what's ahead. Yeah, it was, and 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 we were going to use him quite a bit last year, Parrish. I I don't think we were near as deep, and you could. Speaking of last year, you, you can't go to Chofi and, and Miller. You can't go to them every single game. And uh, but but this year there is there is so they're, they're so deep. This is as deep as I've seen a Mike Bianco coach team in a long time. And, and I know it's a small body of work, but but everyone he's run out there so far has just been dominant. Yeah, and, and that continued again last night with Adcock late uh, 
you know, his, his inning, another true freshman there. And, uh, you know, you and I had spoken earlier that we, we hadn't seen uh, Tyler Myers yet. Well, we saw him last night, uh, and, and he gave up a double in his uh, first bat, first batter. And then he settled down and just, you know, got through the inning and, and, and looked, looked good doing it. So, uh, again, uh, the, the depth that we're seeing early this season, very impressive. Everybody that, uh, that Mike has run out there has been successful, not dominant per se, uh, but – but has gotten the outs. And, and yeah. again, uh, you know, I, I see Arkansas State one run last night. That was on the home run uh, in the fourth inning that was given up by uh, by Drew McDaniel there, the starter. So, let's see, maybe another five innings, uh, something like that. You're probably looking now about uh, 18 innings, maybe 18 and a third from the bullpen and, and one run allowed. Yeah, I think it'd be uh, 19 and a third. 19 and a third, okay. Yeah, I think they were had 14 in Arlington and then five and a five and two thirds okay, last five night. Five and two thirds last night. All right, so 19 and a third, a great start uh, for the bullpen. Lots of depth there. Uh, offensively last night, I'm still waiting, Brad, to be impressed by Tim Elko. I'm still waiting to see him uh, show what he showed last year for Ole Miss uh, and also what he carried over. Uh, into the Northwoods League. We know how good he did there. Uh, and just on a bit of a slow start right now. What, yeah, what, what are you seeing? I, I think he's just – I think he's pressing. Uh, and, and that's just me being a fan sitting up in the box. Um, it, it, he's pulling off balls. Like, he's just trying to do too much, trying to get going. Uh, and, and you know how it is as a hitter. Once, once you get two or three knocks, then everything kind of slows down. But right now, he's just – I don't know if it's the the accolades, the preseason, you know, second team All SEC. He's just he's almost forcing the issue instead of just letting the game slow down and, and play in the game. But I, I think he'll be there in the end. But yeah, slow start for Tim for sure. Offensively, though, I thought uh, you could see the absence of uh, Peyton Chatagnier for a little bit. Uh, they came around and, and uh, finished, I think, with what eleven or twelve hits uh, and lots of different people. I think only. Uh, only Kevin Graham with three and TJ McCants, the freshman, which was a good sign starting at second base with two hits. Then a, then a little bit, a little bit from, from a lot of other people. Uh, John Rice Plumley with the home run. I, I've never heard, Brad, a, uh, a, a middle innings, late innings, defensive replacement cheered so loudly as, uh, as John Rice when he came in and, and, and went out there in the game in right field. And, of course, uh, you know, he was had some back and forth going with uh, students in right field and, and then he came up and, and just really drilled it. And, you know, and you, you'd spoken before about uh, the improvement he had at the plate in the offseason conversations with uh, Mike Clement, the hitting coach. And, uh, you know, so and, and we saw that. It was good to see that in the first game. And, and I know at bats like that only build confidence. Yeah, I had a chance in Arlington to sit down and visit at the hotel with John Rice for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And, and he talked about – how much he and Clem had had worked on it, on his hitting since football has been over, and he he had kind of explained to me, and you could see it last year. He was caught in the middle. He he was late on every fastball because he didn't want to get fooled by a breaking ball, which, which is trouble from the get go. Mm -hmm. And they've really just worked on his bat speed and just making sure he was on time for the fastball. And, and you can worry about the breaking ball later. Hey, breaking ball is a hard pitch to hit, and I never learned how to hit it, but I learned how to take it. 
you know, so you don't swing at every breaking ball. Because it's, it's even in college, it's hard for a pitcher to throw straight, three straight breaking balls, you know, and, and and throw them for strike. So I just learned to take them. And I think that's kind of the approach John Rice is, is he's just going to hit the fastball and and, and fight, I try and fight off a breaking ball with two strikes. And, and that's the right approach in my opinion anyway. But 100%, he was absolutely on time last night. He had an absolute bomb to left center. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't just barely get out. <laughs> no, no. When he hit it, Parrish, and I watched him. I didn't watch the ball because I knew when he hit it, it was gone. But he bat flipped and then starts yelling in the dugout, "Let's get it!" So he knew it was gone, yeah. and it clicked. And when I say left center, it was more towards the center field wall. Yeah, so the ball. Yeah, it was went. not far from the batter's eye. That's there. right. And, and so I'm, I'm guessing that thing went four ten, you know, four fifteen somewhere in there, and. Uh, and of course, you know we we had a little breeze blowing out to center, but it, it was it was that was all John Rice for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that was a John Rice home run, and a, another big home run. Kale Baker was good to see him. Uh, you know, and and not a bad game. I, yeah, I think he walked a couple of times. Uh, you know, and had the home run again, a, a no doubter. And uh, we've talked about him. I wrote about him in preseason, looking for more consistency, and and I know kind of the. That the theme with Kale in the offseason was, uh, you know, you, you want guys to be selective and be disciplined at the plate. But I think uh, in his case, they wanted him to be more aggressive. You know, don't, you know, don't take as much. You know, right. when you see that ball, take a chance. If you see one that's coming, that, that, that you have a chance to drive, to handle, to do something with, to be more aggressive. And uh, it was good to see him uh, get one out last night. Yeah, you you know he was itching to get back in the lineup because he once again he's you know he stayed home because of COVID for so so last night was his first game and uh, you know it, you're right, Parrish. They they know Kel. He brings nothing to the table if if he can't hit the ball in the gap or hit the ball of the yard. You know he's he's not a slap guy. We all know that. And, yeah. uh, but no, I thought he had some really good swings in his in his first game back, and yeah, I think it's going to be. a a really good battle, and battle's probably not the right word. I think it's going to be a – between he and Trey LaFleur, and Trey had a really good tournament in Arlington, I thought, as a true starter at first base. So it may be one of those deals where where, where Mike uses uh, the left-right matchups, you know, or, or one of them DHs one game. But I, I think it's going to be – I think you're going to see both of those guys unless one of them just runs away with it. Yeah, I, it was – I'm guessing that Mike just gave uh, Trey uh, the whole night off, rest the shoulder, uh, that sort of thing. I, I didn't even see him taking ground balls in warm-ups. Yeah, no, I didn't either. And, and again, I, I think it was probably pre-planned since Kale didn't make the trip. Right. You don't want to bury a guy who thought he was going to be the opening day starter. So you needed to run him out there and get him some at-bats. And I, and I thought uh, Kale performed. Yeah, he did. I, also performing, T.J. McCants there at second base. And, and uh, kind of interesting now, with they know they're going to be without Peyton Chatagnier for a, a couple of weeks with the hamstring and McCants. I, I thought, I thought would would kind of be the first option, uh, and he was, and and he just played well, kind of aggressive, aggressive at the plate from the beginning. It was later in the game that he hit, and then he hit twice, pulled both of them to right field, strong to the right field corner with a double, and then to right field again later on, a left-handed guy uh, pulling the ball and. Uh, Looked smooth turning that double play. So, uh, yeah. you know, I thought he uh, had a very complete game. 
Yeah, I do too. I mean, he's a natural shortstop. And in the fall, they used him at third, at second, at short. And uh, obviously, I'm, I'm going to assume that, that that Monday when they were when they were back, they probably emphasized, you know, just kind of going over some loose ends as far as playing second base that he was going to fill in for Peyton. And, but but they knew he could hit. He hit all, you know, he hit really well all fall. And and he and Jacob Gonzalez were were kind of in a battle. And uh, and and so he, he's kind of had that. He knew he could factor in the lineup. They just didn't kind of know where he was going to play, and and he wasn't as sure-handed uh, in the fall defensively. And, and he's gotten a lot better, was what I was told. We didn't get to see him much this spring because of COVID. Uh, but they knew he could hit, and I thought for his first game, I thought he swung it really well. I thought the bat speed was really good. I thought the pitch recognition was good. Uh, so I, I said it on the post game last night to, to David Kellum. You know, you're, you're kind of seeing the future now uh, of Ole Miss baseball. You, you know, you get to see McCants. Uh, you got to see Calvin Harris hit last night, who's going to be a tremendous catcher. Kid had Tommy John in the fall, so he won't catch this year, but I do think you'll see him hit. And then you saw the Juco kid, uh, Garrett Wood, play, and he could play second base as well. So a lot of – that's the beauty of, of, of getting an 11-run lead is, is you are able to plug some guys in there and – and they'll have to have those guys, obviously, with Peyton out. And you're going to have injuries throughout the year. So, it's good that some of these guys are getting some reps this early in the season. Well, and uh, and Mike talked about that uh, at the end of the game last night. As as good as McCants played and took advantage of his opportunity that you preach, be ready. Take advantage of your opportunity. You never know when it's going to come. He did that. But he's, you know, he's not locked in as the everyday second baseman. We talked about that uh, after the game. There are other guys that uh, Mike Bianco wants to see during this time, Garrett Wood being one. And, uh, you know, he mentioned him specifically, but also maybe bringing uh, Justin Bench in from center field, putting him at second base for the purpose of getting uh, some reps for Cade Sammons, for the purpose of now maybe getting John Rice Plumley a start. So we talked about the, the depth of the bullpen, but there there's a lot of depth at other positions too. Yeah, there, there really is. And I – we talked about it offensively, and they're going to get it going. And I thought last night was a good sign. They came back from Arlington hitting 240 as a team, and clearly they hit the ball a lot better than that last night. Uh, but you're right, Parrish. He can mix and match so many, and 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 you see this quite a bit with with especially your 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 elite teams or your SEC teams. They're recruiting basically shortstops and, and then moving those guys. It, to wherever they can. Justin Bench was a shortstop. T.J. McCants was a shortstop. So obviously they're athletic enough to, to move around, which which is an advantage. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think anytime somebody struggles, uh, he has that ability now to start plugging these other guys in and, and moving them around. But I will say, and, and Coach B will tell you this too, it was nice this weekend knowing the same nine guys, or the, I'm sorry, the same eight position players we're going to run out there on defense. You know, that, that's just – that's a luxury uh, just to know you're going to have the same same guys out there because they're really, really good. Folks, that'll wrap us up for this edition of Justify Your Existence, the podcast. It looks at State and Ole Miss and the SEC through the lens of Mississippi. We thank you for clicking in with us today. We thank Brad Henderson for being with us. Be sure to uh, check out our – daily Ole Miss coverage at djournal.com. Find that drop-down menu on the left, scroll down to the Ole Miss page and watch the stories flow. We're on Facebook as well. Ole Miss discussion with Parrish Alford, lots of good things there. 
Thanks for being with us, folks. Come back and join us tomorrow.